Alright, in three, two, one, action. <laughs> we, we I don't even know if I want to use the we, the intro graphic. I think I might just use we, that. We can't start. We can't start the year off with with, with the Jalen Waddle. Uh, Hey everybody, welcome to the weekday. Mike, would you like to explain exactly what just happened there? <laughs> he doesn't want to explain. Uh, I'm Andy, and that's Jalen Waddle. Um, uh, Justin on the wheels of uh, Justin hey. Deal on the wheels of Steel. Well, would you like to explain what happened there, Justin? Can I don't know if anybody can explain what just happened there. Yeah, it is. I definitely can. I'm. I don't. What did happen there, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Explain for those uh, not watching on uh, listening to on such on such <laughs> platforms as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. <laughs> Would you like to explain exactly what happened? Spotify, Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and explain what I you did. I don't know. Sometimes you just got to do stuff. You know. Sometimes you just. I mean, just true. Do it. And are we allowed to say that? <laughs> Yeah, affiliate affiliation linking yeah. to Nike. <laughs> yeah. yeah, check out Nike. Uh, get 10% off. Uh, use, <laughs> use code BAYHOPE2022. Use weekday army. <laughs> and the link below. Okay, yeah. anyway, um, this disjointed start brought to you by Nike uh, Air Force Ones. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the weekday, everybody. Officially, welcome to 2022. We had an episode last week. Uh, it was sort of the lost episode that we did record in the midst... in. It was kind of in that weird Thanksgiving Christmas fog we recorded it. Uh, I don't even remember talking about it. It was I listened to it as if I didn't do it because like what <laughs> I don't I didn't remember it until I, I remember being yeah. over in the pilot seat. That uh -huh. was it. I remember talking about movies and then I don't remember the You're actual right. topic. I do, I do remember that, but I even still, I caught myself like laughing to laugh, <laughs> laugh, like it was the first time. Like I wasn't a part of it. And I mean, yeah, that was recorded in November. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was like that's what I'm saying. Like that was that weird Thanksgiving Christmas fog that we all kind of fall in before really the season launches off. But uh, we're here for a real episode. This is the first episode of 2022. Congratulations, you made it, we did uh, it. to an even year. Uh, a lot of twos. We uh, did it. 2022. Uh, <laughs> would you like to give a speech? So you wanted to kick us off with a with a fun story. Uh, I'm just going to blow right by that. Um, you wanted to kick us off today with a fun story. Usually we kind of do what's called banter. Okay, so here's here's my fun story. Okay. And I haven't told you this at all yet. Um, Should I put the coffee down so I don't spit it on my nor computer? Have I, nor have I like fully worked out how I'm going to tell this story. Um, oh, we're this is great. Yeah. So, but uh, but I I I like I experienced it and I was like, this is going to be good for the podcast. Um, and I told you 30 seconds before I did this weird motion. For <laughs> 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 uh, everyone watching story. on YouTube, thanks for watching. Yeah. Um, okay, so. When our grandma died, yes, um, wow, gra Grandma Sanders. No, I, this is this is fine. I just I I and my, our Grandma Sanders used to take pictures on this like horrible little camera. Oh yes, um, and but she was like the first scrapbooker that I knew existed. But like the scrapbooks weren't necessarily cute so much as they were just like factual. That right there is called a Kodak cassette camera. I'll yeah. put a link to it in the in the show notes. <laughs> so you. so you get yeah, so, so you, you understand get. what it was. Um, and so it, she was more of like a factual scrapbooker. So oh, my yes. wife is a, a scrapbooker, but she, you know, puts little knickknacks. Explain little... what you mean by factual scrapbooker. It was just like, I think what you mean is like, it would be a picture of you and me in the pool and it would just be 
Andy and Mike in pool. Yes, uh-huh. It would Michigan. Just, oh my gosh, that's exactly <laughs> it would say our ages. It would say when it happened. And but I mean it's just she was like a documentarian. And pages She was Ken Burns. And pages of yeah. this sort. And so like at her funeral, um, you know, it's like part of the going away things for like the grandkids, or part of like the, you know, uh it was like, here's her scrapbooks, yeah. like here's her photo books, like take over. And so I with the intention of like scanning them and uploading them, which I have not done. And she died three years ago and I just still haven't done it. Um, but I, I have like a giant stack of just pictures or whatever. And so um, when I was in first grade and I told my wife this, when I was in first grade, I broke my foot playing soccer. Um, and so there's this. So anyways, so a couple days ago, she came up to me and she found this like stack of, you know, the, the photos or whatever. And she was looking at it through it with my boys, uh, Caleb seven, Luke four, who, you know, I know, mm. I know all of them. Yeah. And, uh, Justin <laughs> met them. He can come in on this yeah. now. <laughs> and, uh, so she was going through these pictures and she saw Melissa with this person. She said was in like a wheelchair and she's like, were you, were you, at, I, I, I saw a picture of like you and Melissa, but like you were in a wheelchair. Like, were you ever in a wheelchair? And I was like, cause your foot. And I was like, no, like I was not ever in a wheel. Like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, I just, I don't know who it was. I was like, oh, maybe it was like this kid we knew from camping or something. I don't know. There's just like, I had this like weird, weird recollection sure. maybe. And so in my head, when I broke my foot. You're right. You hadn't figured out how to tell the story. Right. Well, when I broke <laughs> my foot though, I was in first grade. Okay. Uh -huh. So I'm thinking that's the kind of the, yeah, the yeah. time period I'm thinking. We lived in Michigan, all that kind of stuff. She shows me the picture. Oh, Caleb also came up and talked to me about how, like, I was in a wheelchair took, and I took a picture with Melissa. Okay. So finally, we get last night. We're going through these pictures, looking at it. She shows me the picture. She goes, oh, here's the picture I was talking about. It's Melissa when she was in, like, sixth grade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I turned it over and it said June of 1999. Okay. I broke my foot in like 91. Sure. 90. And sure. I was like, Kristen, like this is not this, first grade. This is not when I broke my foot and I'm looking and like, okay, the picture is dark, but it's this picture of a person who is in a very clearly like a folding chair. <laughs> And she's like, well, look at the foot. The foot's all weird. And the person, the person is wearing like aircraft pilot gear. And I said, Kristen, like, that's not me. And I'm looking at it even harder. And I see, and I, I see a, a sticker on Melissa's shirt and it says Mosey. Okay. And I said, Kristen, museum we're of science and industry. Mosey, a, a kid's museum. I said, that's not a person. That's a dummy. <laughs> that's not me <laughs> so you were reenacting who the dummy was yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> my size. so i love i've been married to my wife for 12 years this oh. sunday i have been with her for almost 20 and she confused me <laughs> with, with a dummy with an aircraft pilot. <laughs> that is all. <laughs> Thank you. <sighs> Kristen, we love you. <laughs> anyway, uh, we got to take a break. <laughs> we'll see you in a minute. Thank you so much for joining us 
here at Bay Hope TV, whether you're watching us on YouTube or on Facebook, or whether you're listening to us on any one of our podcast providers. And if you're interested in getting connected more with Bay Hope Church, you can head over to bayhope.com at any point or look us up on our socials at Bay Hope Church. We would love to get the chance to talk with you, meet with you, connect with you, and engage with you. And we're back. He just said action. Um, so now that we've stopped laughing, uh, honestly, my sides do hurt just a little bit. Thank you for that. Uh, we uh, wanted to start the new year off uh, in a very depressing fashion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we set them up just to bring them down. Absolutely. Welcome to the weekday. Uh, this episode, we're on episode 60 something now, so uh, wow. we've made it. Um wow. We talk about a lot on the weekday. We talk about a lot of kind of current events. We talk about church world. We talk about our own lives. We talk about things we like, things we dislike. Um, something that has been kind of coming up a lot recently in our conversations about the general church culture is something that we've been kind of wrestling with for the past couple of years. And that is this idea of the church not existing for the rest of time, I want to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, wow. yeah, I mean, we're going to go theologically deep. We, uh, we, as we were kind of chatting about this yesterday, um, I had come up with a topic and Mike had another topic that I'm going to let him introduce in a second, but both topics actually kind of coexisted with each other in different spheres. And so we wanted to start a series on this podcast for the next couple of episodes that were tentatively calling is church dead um that's a little clickbaity but it's also kind of the question i think we need to be asking and the question that we've been wrestling with for the past couple of years and that's not that's not there is no declarative answer is the church dead yes or no i'm gonna say no it's not well, dead yeah i mean let's just up front we don't believe that i don't no we don't believe the church is dead however there there is there are topics we need to discuss where i don't want to say the church is in danger but things that we need to start poking and prodding and pushing into to fix a little bit. Um, we're, we're at an age, all three of us are at an age right now. And those of you that are watching, listening, uh, partaking of this are at an age that we can be influencers on our culture, on our church culture. Um, and we can use our influence for good. And so we want to start to look at the things in the church world that need to be influenced to really help people grow in in Jesus. And because that's what we exist for, uh, obviously. So the first of these came from a discussion that started when we were talking about Passion 2022. But really, it kind of came before that, I guess. It's And it's something that you've been wrestling with for a while. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to turn the floor over to you. Uh, and maybe you're going to tell me a story about a crash test dummy, <laughs> or maybe you're going to tell me a story about worship. I don't know. Yeah. I, we're, I'm waited with waiting with bated breath. <laughs> well, it's not going to be about we 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 have We've, met our quota of crash test dummy stories. Of yeah, of confusing your loving husband with or a loving spouse with something that is inanimate and does not really has never lived. Yeah, <laughs> great. We reached our quota on that. We're we done did with it. that. Yeah, okay. we're done with that. Cool. Um, okay, so here is kind of what I wanted to talk about is I, by career path, vocation, calling even, am a worship leader. Um, and I do it mostly through the means of music. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that most of my job tends to be around 
uh, are centered around like uh, not pastoring people, but caring for people, you know, like the, the culture cultivating like a healthy culture, you know, so that people can grow and thrive in and all that kind of stuff. Connecting yes. with Jesus. Yes. It's the mission of Bayhope Church is to connect to a life-changing relationship with Jesus. Correct. And a lot of ways that I do that is through music. Um, so Pastor Matthew, on Sunday night, we had a an event called the Pace Setters event mm-hmm. or a Pace Setters event. And really uh, what this is, is it's a, a key group of people in the church that were identified by church leadership um, that would that would say like if you were to look at Bay Hope Church and you know like the top 10 to 20 percent of people who are committed to Bay Hope Church to seeing it grow and thrive and um, shift change whatever it would be these types of people they set the pace for the rest of the 80 percent of people. Uh, not just in money that they give, but in commitment and, um, you know, their lifestyle, whatever. Uh, a lot of staff was obviously involved in that because, shocker, I give a lot of my life to this church. And money. And money. Yeah, sure. Um, so does my wife. Um, I think that's something we need to talk about at some point, too, is what? church staff giving money back to the church and how weird that can feel. But how? Anyway, that's a that's a this is me yeah. just putting a pin right. in that. Okay. <clears throat> um, Justin, write that down. <laughs> Visual gags play very well on YouTube. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Pastor Matthew, in uh, in setting up what is going to be our capital campaign, which I'm sure we will talk about here yes. uh, in in you know uh, either next week or where at some point on the podcast. But setting laying out sort of this red carpet for why we do what we do, why we are giving to the church. Um, and what, when people give money during the capital campaign, what it's going for, uh, and his sort of presentation to sort of set that up, he showed this graph, which is this, it's this line graph, uh, going from here, I'm going to go no, other way, that way, this way. Yep. Okay. So it goes, <laughs> no, 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 other way, other way. Oh yeah. So that it way. starts, yep. uh, in the upper left and then it moves down into the right. Right. The opposite way that you would want a line graph to go. Right. Uh, so over the past few years, and obviously COVID has accelerated this. Which but even talked, before that. Yes. Um, which we've talked about uh, this at length. But year over year, um, going back, I can't remember when that graph started. 11, 2011. 2011. So <clears throat> over every year, year over year, the average church attendance is decreasing. So much so that even within 10 years... It has gone down by 50% right. from, from where we were in 2011. Uh, and so I was thinking about that. <clears throat> and why is that happening? Hmm? Um, why? I mean, and I think that there's a lot of reasons why this is happening. Um, but one of the biggest reasons... Well, hold I, on. It, it begs the question, if we watch church attendance declining 50% in 10 years, is the church dead? Yeah. Which, is where, which is why we're asking this question right. and having this discussion. Uh, and then my whole thing was like, as a worship leader, the more that I'm doing this, um, the, the more I, and I love, and I, I said it this morning, even in staff meeting, I love playing music and singing songs. And I obviously find a lot of value, a lot of joy, a lot of reasons for us to do that. But if that is where our church experience begins and ends if that's all that culminates is us gathering in a certain spot to sing three songs, to hear a 30 minute message and then head out 
only to come back the next week, I probably would not want to be involved in a church either. Right. Um, and so, you know, I think that uh, a lot of Christians, in especially in the modern Western 21st century American church, you know, like over time, as we've gotten older, as technology has increased, as entertainment has become like so, you know, easily accessible, um, even, you know, I was even thinking about too, after we talked about this, the, the idea that like self-care and, um, you know, uh, creating safe spaces for emotional health and all that kind of stuff have like become more popular and more, uh, as we become more aware of those things, which I'm not denigrating. Like, I think that those things are very important. Um, but I feel like people were implicitly using church as one of those reasons. hundred percent. Um, you're stealing my thunder, but yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is also what we talked about. <clears throat> yeah. Um, people have been using church as sort of this vehicle to feel better about yourself. Um, when now there are more and more things available to us with, that we have way easier access to that can make us feel better in like a short period of time. Yeah. Then like church is going to for a lot of different reasons um you know like church can be like a fairly toxic place especially <laughs> like if you if you go to i mean like and that's historically speaking the church has not done like super great things or, or it, it you could argue that certain sects of the church have done like very damaging things to culture well i think the the movement of the church is the reason we have so many good things in right. this life that right. people don't even understand right um you could argue the opposite side of that coin and so what about the going back what about the crusades what about, the what crusades, about colonialization yeah. what about you know what all about this slavery stuff? what about you know, all that yeah there's yep. there's a ton of things i mean we can use the bible to um you can weaponize the bible Yeah, you can weaponize the bible to explain bad things just as much as you can to use it for good things like i understand that um so I think that, you know, part of the decline is like, oh, well, people have only expected church to be like three songs and a message. And like, if that's, their, as that's as far as their involvement goes, of course, they're going to find something else that fills them up. Because like, after a while, that just gets stale. Even for me, as someone who does this, um, I have looked, I looked back and, and the reason we were talking about passion was because we were talking about sort of the problematic nature of the Passion Conference, which for those of you that don't know, it's a conference that this year alone gathered like 50,000 plus college students in one arena uh, as the Omicron uh, variant was spiking to historic levels. And yet you had this giant group of people gathering uh, in a... in inside space a place that had to close you know it's dome because it was raining and cold out you know like for what you know like at what point does gathering together singing songs and listening to messages like does you know are you doing more damage than you are more good mm -hmm. um and so that was kind of where this whole relation this whole thing started but as i was thinking like well my worship in general like becomes stale and falls flat if I'm not responding to the things that God is doing throughout the week, um, if I'm not responding to the movement of God throughout the week, um, if I'm only using it solely as a function for me to get filled up, you know, of course, people are going to like leave the church in droves because mm -hmm. like I wouldn't want to be a part of a church that that's the only priority is anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's good. Um, I I I want to I want to throw a couple of questions at both you and Justin then because. 
it's a topic that doesn't just stop with one discussion. There are, it's multifaceted. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about um, kind of what Mike already touched on, the, the idea of self-care and as church leaders, as we're ostensibly church leaders, uh, we have been told to continually sacrifice and pour out and pour out and pour out. And so there's a self-care aspect of that that we need to touch on. Um, I think there's a generational aspect that we need to touch on as well, um, because in the self-care world, Gen Z, so Austin's age and below, well, really that that kind of age right now, <clears throat> are being told that the safe safe space, the quote-unquote safe space, the comfortability space, the conversation space, it's almost being, being um, deified. It's being glorified as a god in and of itself. Well, and on the opposite side, church is actually a dangerous place for right. people to be. Because there's truth that people don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. And then, and this is the question I want to put out for today, because we're talking about worship. I, I want to talk about the general construct of church as it is. You said three songs and a message. Cool. So talk to me about worship music. Do you feel that worship music right now is in a stale place? On the whole. I'm going to try and measure my words carefully. Well, and, and this is not a, this is not a, it's not a job affirmation. We all know oh, how, yeah, how, how, no, oh, hold on. I, I need to, I need to say this to you, but also to everyone listening, you and the entire Bay Hope team do an incredible job of keeping things as fresh as possible of, <clears throat> I'm, I sit in those production meetings and I hear, well, we you know, what's going to make sure that the congregation engages, what's right. going to make sure that people engage, not with us, not with the music, but with God through the music. Yeah. So, or through the, the things that are going up on the back screens or, you know, everything is intentional. Yeah. So I've worked in churches where that's not the case. Sure. So is the popular worship genre thing that happens, is it dying? Is it stale? I think that we're we're we've moved into. I'll say two things. <clears throat> I just like you got hit there. Yeah. That's what that looked like. I'll say two things. I'll say <clears throat> the best worship services that I've been a part of here at Bay Hope Church are the ones after VBS. Are the ones after Riot? Mm-hmm. They're the ones at the end of mission trips. They are the ones. Um, baptism. <clears throat> when God is doing, when people are responding to God's movement outside of a 60-minute service, in a 60-minute service, that is when I feel like it is the most contagious. Hmm. It is the most inspiring. It is the most like uh, undeniable. Hmm whatever that is, you know, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like there's just this undeniable movement of unity and activity. Um, and you just feel it, you know, like there it's a, you, you, you hit a different gear. Why is that? You know, like, why is that? That is, that says something. Um, and, and I think, you know, to have people activated throughout the week um, doesn't matter what worship songs you're singing. You could be singing. Lord, I lift your name on high. Yeah. Uh, or like the newest, whatever song, 
And like, it doesn't matter if like people are responding to what and expecting, you know, expecting to have an encounter or become more aware of Jesus in that moment um, while responding to what God has been doing throughout the week. The music that you do, it doesn't matter how fresh or how stale it is. It doesn't matter. Honestly, I mean, there's a very low bar realistically as to how good your worship band actually needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and likewise, there is it this isn't this isn't a hundred percent true. So like I'm I understand what I'm about to say, but likewise, the more um production you put into things, it's likely like because you're trying to make up something else. Um, it can feel that way. So like us, you mean like a lack of speed of the lack of the spirit? Is that what you're something? I don't know. Like you're trying, like we try to reinvent the wheel time and time again, when like, we kind of already know what works, but we're trying to like this, this is like, Oh, what if we do this? What it let's put the message up front. Go with me. Let's put the message up front. And then people are going to be really engaged. It's like, maybe, maybe, but like, I don't think it has to fully do with like the the message series or the, whatever you know like people need to be in it takes so much more 167 other hours of the week to be engaged for them to be more engaged on sunday mm. so that's the one thing about worship music to answer your question a little bit more specifically and like bring it maybe down to a little more ground level i think mo- there is this movement right now happening which i'm not full fo- i'm not fully against um where because of YouTube, because of um, people's access to this on every device that they own and what gets promoted and all that kind of stuff, there is this the uh, this charismatic, overly charismatic, overly emotional, um, strip back production almost a little bit for the sake of like looking raw and authentic um, that worries me. Um, and the exploitation of certain things that like, I don't, and I don't want to really get into those things too much, but if you, if you are, if you look at critically at the things that are getting the most plays and getting the most views on YouTube, um, and, and are the most popular, um, and again, maybe even if you look at it a little cynically, there are certain things that are being exploited that not everybody can do. Um, and so like this idea of like, oh, well, these people seem to be like crazy on fire for Jesus. So like, I need to replicate that as well. Um, does that make sense? What I'm saying It does the democratization of what happens in, and this is just the worship music genre. We'll talk about the rest of church over the next couple of episodes, but particularly you said the advent of YouTube, the advent of really anybody can put anything on Spotify now within reason. Um, there is a certain lack of curation from producers that people have started to, uh, again, they've started to glorify it a little bit. And that in and of itself, I remember when that stuff, that that kind of feeling started first hitting maybe 10 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, eight to 10 years ago. And I could think of a couple of churches that really kicked it off. Not bad churches, but well, see that's that's this whole thing is when when Bellary was going through the music industry, 
it was right at the beginning of, yes. so this is like 2012, 2014, like right around what you're saying, eight to mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Worship music made the record labels zero money. Yes. Now, it's basically the only money that they make. Correct. And so, well-intentioned people in things, like, when money gets involved, for better and for worse, there can be some kind of icky things that might come with that. I'm not saying anybody involved in the music industry or or who's promoting this sort of is inherently bad or inherently, you know, trying to, but like there is an issue there. And so you, you get a lot of, of copycats. You get a lot of, uh, rather than people responding to, I just feel like I'm a, a broken record, responding to what God is doing in and through them. Even if it looks differently, they're afraid of expressing it that way because they know that this one thing is going to work yes, or these two things are going to work. Absolutely. So we're just going to do that. Justin, uh, I, so I'm sorry. I don't mean to, I'm, I'm not finished. Sorry. Um, Justin, I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I'm uh, trying and, to bring, and, I'm trying to play no, no, team ball no, here. Because, because I'm trying to bring it back to why, why know, the, 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 well. da- the downward, well. the downward line. Hey, is, you're doing great. Thank you. <laughs> Self-care. Um, but I think that when that happens, and this is not the first time stuff like this has happened, um, a lot of people tried to be Willow Creek, you know, 20 years ago. Uh-huh. Um, a lot they, of people tried to be Hillsong 15 years yeah, ago. You know, so like this is not a new thing that's happened. But what I think that it does is it decreases God's um, Cre- the, creativity. The, yes, the creativity. It doesn't decrease God's creativity so much as it like we don't get to benefit from seeing how creative God is and how like amazing, like the abundance of God's presence among us because people are afraid to like actually express um, what God has for them, the way that God has wired them creatively. And so then you get people who just get burnt out from being in the church is on this side, you know, as being church leaders and church workers and everything. I mean, how many people do you know they used to work to the work of the church. Yep. They used to be Christians. They used to be super involved in worship teams or something. And now they are not because this machine of the church just like squashes them. And part of it's a grind of like any job. I get it. But like this desire and need to do the same thing that other people down the street are doing, you are diminishing um, the impact that you could possibly have um, because you're afraid, you know? Sorry, that's it's okay. Because uh, I, I did want to kick it to Justin uh, yeah. in the couple of minutes that we have left here and ask you, Justin. So you're, I'm not going to say you're on the outside. Uh, when I, what I mean by that is you, um, you're not here every Sunday. You, uh, you were a, a, you are a volunteer with our tech team, with our video team. Um, but now that you're on staff, we've scaled that back a little bit so that you don't get burnt out. Like Mike is saying, um, you now help us on services. What once a month, maybe every couple, every, let's say every six weeks, I don't know what the actual schedule is, but let's say every six weeks you're here helping with cameras, helping with all that. Do you, do you see what Mike is talking about? Do you feel that sort of three songs and a message thing with people leaving? Do you feel that, that I, I don't want to say boilerplate, but almost that, what's the word I'm looking for here? Kind of the pressure plate on top mm-hmm. of that? Yeah. Or do you sense something different? And this is specifically at Bay Hope Church. It's not church-wide culture. This is just at this church right now. Okay. Um, well, because at 
I think that the answer is definitely different between, you know, this church and any other church. I feel like, because I feel like when people go to any church, um, no matter what the church is, no matter what services look like, if they're, you know, like, you know, flipped completely on their heads every single week and, you know, completely, you know, different and everything, like different structure and all that. Um, I feel like there's always going to be people who are going to be burnt out. And that's just because um, I feel like a lot of people, it kind of goes back to what Mike was saying before, where um, when he was talking about the um, the different worship, uh, like the worship services mm-hmm. after like Riot and VBS and stuff like yeah. that, where people were expecting and some, you know, a lot of people, they, they come to church, a lot of them, you know, they might be like, you know, kind of not really sure about it, trying it out or whatever, or they might just think that like, okay, well, I'm going to church because that's what I was taught to do. That's what I was raised to do my entire life. So I'm just going to go to church and they're not expecting, they're kind of doing it as yeah. something that they can check off their list. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like that's something just because of um, like different um you know, like no matter where the church is, you're in, in communities of large amounts of people, you know, some people are going to be on fire for God. Some people don't know God at all. Some people have been raised by the, um, you know, like raised to go to church, but um, they're not really sold on it. Um, So I feel like there's always kind of that mix and it just depends on how much of that mix that you see. Like uh, depending on like, you know, like, is there more of those people or these people or whatever? Yep. Um, I think that definitely depends on the church itself. Mm. Um, and I feel like we're blessed here that, um, I mean, especially just like, you know, working here with everybody here and working with everybody who's on fire for God. That's, um, that's really amazing to see. And I feel like that kind of bleeds into the congregation as well. Um, there's still always, you know, I mean, like I said, there's always going to be people in any amount of, you know, in any community that are going to be on one side or the other or somewhere in the middle. But um, I think that it it's definitely something that depends on the church in some ways um, because of what I was talking about with the bleeding. Um, but still no matter what you could have the best church the best leaders um and still just not be sold on it if you don't allow your heart to be changed sure sure i i think um i think where eventually i want this to end we're kind of working this out live on the air right now um i think eventually where i want this to work out is you're you wrote a song called defiance um yeah. that we're doing we're introing this sunday yeah and you're excited about it. <laughs> I am. <clears throat> but kind of what Justin was just talking about there. So we're, we're blessed to work at this church, but how can this church stand as a beacon of hope in the church world right yeah. now? And I, I don't mean, no, look at your name, Bay Hope. But I mean, no. there is a, I, I do feel like there is something special happening, not even just here, but in churches that are, are seeing and recognizing and understanding, hey, this is not about money. This is not about bodies and butts and seats and nickels and noses and the old Baptist thing. But this is definitely about a movement of God that is sweeping through our world that so desperately, desperately, desperately needs it. And how do we stand in defiance to everything that is saying, uh, just 
be entertained and just yep. listen to the same thing and engage, you know, Justin said, like, just do church. Yep. No, let's be, how do we be church instead of doing church? Well, and if you think about it, um, well, I want to say two things because on the defiance thing, I think that humans have a desire and it, it's probably the brokenness in us to be defiant. Um, and, and then I think us as Americans, we've taken that to like another level Yes, because it's built into our nation's history for better and for worse, you know, like the the whole story, the myth, the mythos that we have been raised on was that like, we threw some tea into the sea. Yeah. Like Americans were upset that we were being oppressed by these, you know, overlords in powdered wigs, you know, 3000 miles away or whatever, which I've seen Hamilton, (laughs) (laughs) which I'm not disagreeing with, you know, like I think the formation of this nation at its like, uh, at its finest is something that can be a, a beacon of hope or whatever. However, so many of us have like accepted this idea of like, I'm going to stand in defiance of maybe what's best for my community or what's best for each other. Um, so that I can get what's best for myself. Yeah. Uh, and yes. that's not right. Yes. So, um, the idea of us, like we, we need to leverage our defiant nature and stand in defiance to the brokenness around us. Stand in defiance like a a, can, a light of a candle stands in defiance of the darkness around it. Yeah. Um, sorry, that's the and then and then the last the last thing that I'll say too is all of this conversation that we're having with about the church declining and everything is segmented to post Western, basically white people um, who have evangelical Christianity yeah, yeah. who have done things a certain way for the past 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Um, because, and it's ethnocentric, um, because if you look outside of the U S especially in impoverished or oppressed nations, the church is exploding. Mm -hmm. And I think when Jesus said, like we are on paper and factually, historically speaking, the richest nation of all time, we have the most money, the most wealth any country or civilization has ever had. And I can't wrap my brain around that. Um, because I still struggle to pay bills sometimes. So it's, it's fascinating to me. Um, but like we, uh, it Jesus when Jesus said it is harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God than a camel to enter through the, the eye of a needle, he was not kidding. Yep. We as a country are, have, are having a very difficult time accepting the burden of being a, as Christians, as being a, a light in the a light in the darkness, the kingdom of God advancing that forward, um, you know, and I think that is showing. Yeah, so absolutely. I know we got to wrap up. Sorry. Yeah, we do. We got to wrap this topic up. Um, I think this is something that we're going to be in for a number of weeks here, a number of episodes. Um, I want to thank you if you made it this far. Uh, thanks for sticking with our rambling a little bit. Um, we we want to challenge you this entire year to help us grow this podcast, but more than that, to help us really talk about church to talk about hope to talk about um really jesus to all your friends so if you're watching this on youtube it's super simple you can if you're not subscribed to the youtube channel just hit subscribe and then hit the thumbs up button because like it's stupid but it actually does work and it helps get these videos out and it helps get our channel really out to more people if you are when whatever you're doing all you got to do is just hit the share button and share this with one friend share this on your timeline you never know who we've 
told stories about this before. We're going to continue to tell stories. You never know who you're going to affect. Not just, and again, it's not about our words and not about our dumb faces being on the screen, but really about the message of Jesus Christ being carried out because we're not the only ones talking about the church and, and like a little worried about, hey, the, the church as it is right now needs to needs maybe a tune-up a little bit. Uh, and we want to join hands. We want to lock arms with everyone around in defiance of everything happening and saying, no, 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 the enemy doesn't win. Mm-hmm. The enemy will not succeed. And we need your help with that. So that's by sharing this this podcast. That's by sharing everything Bay Hope is doing, but also just by sharing the love of Jesus in your lives. Uh, we want to thank you for joining us here on episode 60-something of the weekday. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with more churches dying, really uplifting <laughs> chat. We love you. We thank you so much for being part of the week. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Bay Hope TV. Be sure to like and share these videos with your friends as it really does help this channel out. And be sure to subscribe for more Bay Hope TV content. As always, thanks for watching.